All right, I'm just... We're high-tech in here. He's, I don't know if you can see how we... <laughs> yeah, talking to that thing for just a second. This is, this is why your drill was lost for oh. two months. Oh, it was really? It's been in here since then? He was like, man... And I, and I was like, what the fuck? What's I can't that? believe somebody... Okay. <laughs> I just ripped it. <laughs> yeah. Get me a regular voice. Try not to blow the smoke into the little like fucking sound cover should, thing, so yeah. it doesn't smell like a bong hit next time somebody. <laughs> Just in case we get somebody that doesn't, uh, yeah, well, enjoy the smell of bong hit. Well, then they're in the wrong business. <laughs> How about that? Instead of the clapper, we'll just use bong hits to mark like the beginning and end of the track. <laughs> I wanted you to lead in with the intro right there. You're listening to the Torch Time podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Hello. Are we ready? Yeah, hit it. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to Torch Time. This is Salt, and I uh, want to say that I appreciate you tuning in again. Today, I'm excited to say that my... Uh, Co-interviewer Micah Evans and I hey guys. say hi, Micah. Hey, are going to interview my good friend and colleague, Mr. Snick, uh, or Snick Barnes, as he's more commonly known now. Hello. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just we're still getting situated here. It looks like you got your Coke bottle and your and your yeah, tube. Yeah, right yeah. You know, I'm just I'm gonna. I'm gonna get high. We don't. I love get... it. You know, it's funny. You're the first person to get high while we podcast. It's funny. I didn't even realize that we well, smoked before. We've d- we did some tests before you were around. Uh-huh. You know, right. I smoked um, a lot of weed. But yeah, this is like the official. I like to get high. You know, we're we're the on air light is on. Yeah, it's happening right now. We're getting high. <laughs> I mean, we could technically edit this out, I guess, but. See, that would be lame. We're trying to speak the truth. I think right. That's yeah. the main. Just get out of the way. Well, we don't want to interview or uh, interrupt Snick's ritual, so we'll um, let him. It's, do it's it. medicating. I'm medicating. I, I need to medicate. Doing this podcast Doc. from Colorado, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado Mind State. Somewhere right on the edge of the, the border of Colorado. So, all right. So, Nick, Snick, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you for sitting down with us. Um, so you. a lot of times when we... <laughs> you're welcome. A lot of times when we uh, start this with somebody, we like to ask them to talk about like how they kind of got into it a little bit. It's like a good jumping off point, a little origin story. Sure. Uh, from Philly in 97. Um, long story short, I was an at-risk youth that went to an alternative high school and my art teacher uh, majored in glass blowing 
from Tyler School of Art in Philly. There was a few hot shops at that point in time, and he was buddies with them. And in our art room, we had scrap pieces of glass from the hot shop that were like twisty cane and just like just random bits mm-hmm. and pieces of you know scrap mm-hmm. that were brought over and and then we had a map gas torch and was just like you know here you go we go get you know come back from lunch all lit and just like melt like glass and have it break and do weird shit and that was my that was my initial point. That was that you was high touched, school. Touched it. That was high school. Yeah, wow, that was a, that's awesome. Yeah, that yeah, coolest high school story it. I've heard so yeah. far. Kidding, man. <laughs> and then uh, this dude, uh, Johnny K, Johnny John Katsouris, who's still blowing glass. Uh, he was a couple of years older than me, but he went around and he was blowing. He had taken a soft glass class. Mm. And he was also going on tour and all this stuff. And he like had come back with like a snodgrass piece and that, that he was the first person that showed me like a glass pipe, all this stuff. And he went off and somehow ran into Gateson and ended up taking a lesson from Gateson. And this is still 97. This is like 90, like towards the end of 97, like 98. And he took a lesson from Gateson and he Gates was making Michael. he was making pipes in our neighborhood um i went to school with luca from Illadelf glass and and we start we were mm-hmm. we were like that's how like we started together um and we saw john make a couple of pieces we bought a couple of pieces off of him and then uh kind of you know i begged my mom for like 500 bucks to like get a national torch and some vermiculite yeah and you know a piece of tubing you know started off from there and was kind of just took it from that point on, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so nice. That was my. So what you set up in your garage then, or something? Or? In Luca's parents' garage. I Luca's lived parents' in, garage. Yeah, I lived nice. in a small like spot where I couldn't have it, and uh, yeah, it was little nationals just just fucking ripping glass for a while mm-hmm. until we graduated, and I ended up going to a craft school in Tennessee the Appalachian Center for Crafts for soft glass because at the same time in our high school uh, our teacher showed us a Chihuly video and that was like the coolest shit because we were like oh that's some bad boy shit like the Lino Pino video yeah just like making crazy shit yeah um those are still great like some of the best yeah I just thought the charabs that Pino was making yeah Yeah. like super sick and we were like there's a group of us who were like, oh, how do we do that? And my art teacher was like, oh, we could we could build something like that, you know? And, and he had machinist friends. Like, it was super cool. He just, all of his buddies did shit, you know, with their hands. Mm-hmm. They were craftsmen of some sort or whatever. So half of my, like, time in high school was, like, we were building a hot shop, too. That was, like, the most ghetto shit you've ever imagined like straight (laughs) (laughs) like the beer keg glory hole yeah yeah just with just with the the propane tank and a blower uh and then we were picking up cullet out of a kiln and melting the cullet cullet yeah wow i didn't even know you could do that yeah like picking up chunks of glass on the end of a pipe yeah i have the first glass still downstairs oh that's great i made from that wow so then nice you went to that app when did how did you get how did you get hooked up with Appalachian then how did you figure that out 
that's a great it was place. right before the kind of internet was popping off you know yeah. back in the day kids that was a thing um and uh before the ones and zeros yeah my uh my art teacher aaron wiener awesome dude was like i think there's like some craft school because like you know at my school we we're lucky it's the one percent you know either you super strive in some aspect or you're just gonna crash and burn and so it's like the kids who are doing stuff there there's a lot of effort to put them in places and you know after after high school it's a little difficult so right they're like oh this is a good spot it's in tennessee it's you can just kind of focus on blowing glass <laughs> let's really... get this kid out of philly <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well i was interested you know i was like you know hippie like kid like you know, going to fish shows and you know whatever like well, yeah and appalachian and center for craft is in the middle of nowhere yeah kinda. it was like tennessee it was like super cheap and my teacher was like oh i think there's a spot in Appalachia somewhere and my mom being awesome just kind of like figured it out mm -hmm. yeah. and found it was like this like literally like Xerox fucking pamphlet like ghetto shit but it's like oh yeah. huge facility in well, the middle of nowhere I mean was know? it Kurt Kurt Brock the yeah. guy? man it's so funny because I've kind of known a handful of people that gone through that program with him and it was like that probably was one, the best education in like technical hot shop that you could get. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't finish. The I was there for like a year and a half, and he was a yeah. little upset when I left. But I ended up. Yeah, I ended up going there, and it was like there was like nobody there. You know, it's like the most amazing craft school campus. <clears throat> um, they had blacksmithing, jewelry, fibers, whatever. Yeah. There was probably like a hundred people that like went and used all the facilities that were probably like the size of Penland. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. And and equal in beauty as far as like you. Yeah. Even you're like we lived in cabins. I had my own, and it was like, it. Sorry, it was like pretty. It was pretty cheap to go there, and it was. We had our own. There was like four people who lived in. We all shared a kitchen, but we had our own rooms and mm -hmm. everything like that. And there's only 20 people who lived on campus. Yeah. And we had 24-hour access to the studios, and it was just kind of, you know, there was nobody there. I got my own little studio. I could set my torch up. I was making pipes in there. Kurt, you know, he was just stoked that I was so excited to just wanting to be working because I was young and I didn't go do i did really i tried doing academic shit and i was like fuck that i was like i just want to blow glass and do that stuff so people were just in their college time just drinking and doing whatever even up there and i was just kind You're of hustling i was just hungry chomping at the bit trying to get yeah. you know work i worked with kurt doing hot shop stuff and um that you know i ended up leaving early just because of the pipe thing i was just like this hot shop stuff is kind of for the birds you know it's like yeah, in the long run, you're looking at like how you're gonna do this full time. Also, right. I mean, there's all kinds of factors. Well, also, I, you I, can I go a... and sell a pipe. You know, you can sell a pipe because you would buy one. <laughs> and I have a problem with authority. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh so, yeah. That so, is, so, it seems to be a pretty. So, you're gonna have to be told what to do yeah. for a yeah, long so, time. So going to Seattle and like the trajectory of like going and being somebody's bitch for like. <laughs> A bunch of time when I could just go party and make pipes and have a good time. Yeah, like, fuck that it's like, shit. Yeah, that's... yeah, it's not much of a choice. <laughs> so that was kind of nice. like, and and also going back real quick, Luca had ended up going to uh, Salem because we kind of like split, and we were like, all right, you go learn that, learn this, the scientific this. school at yeah, Salem. Yeah, yeah, we'll like figure out like 
where yeah you know we could take both of our knowledge together a little bit later uh and figure something out and he went there for a year he didn't really like it there but learned a bunch of shit came down and we were just raging we had our own shop he he had this shitty woodland lathe that we were just raging like little tubes on and Mm -hmm. just cranking stuff out and we were like you know what the fuck are we doing here you know we should just go back to philly and open up a shop and that was kind of like that was kind of what you mean you were in new jersey then no no we were were he was he left salem came down came down to the craft center first oh semester. you in tennessee you're saying yeah. oh okay i yeah. got you yeah yeah so <laughs> go back to the city though yeah and then yeah. We we're like yeah let's just go back up to philly and just kind of like and so what year was that ish that's 2000 yeah. 2000 even yeah it's like nine yeah 299 2000 damn that's crazy yeah no it's 2000 i left there yeah 2000 i left there nice back to philly and so then so what were you doing when like say pipe dream happened then Oh, well, that was after my shop in Philly. I looked it up. It's February 2003. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the process. I was living in Vermont. Um, I had helped set up uh, my biggest patron at the time was the Hempist. And they had like three or four stores. Mm -hmm. I basically made like all of the pieces for their shop, you know, with like a couple like and like. Uh, Zach P they, they took a lot of his glass and there's a couple of people um, and I'm trying to think basically I was working with them and I had my shop with my partner Harley who was who owned one of the stores and we had set up one of the first little glass uh, you know shop as far as like a retail studio you mean yeah, well, oh retail? retail yeah as far because I was buying like 90 pounds of alchemy, you know, I was like getting so like, I basically, uh, you know, I asked alchemy back in the day to make the four mil. Like that was like originally, like I used a ton of that shit and like so much. So we were, we were ordering 90, hundred, whatever pounds. So we ended up distributing for alchemy mm-hmm. out in Burlington and had, uh, you know, a raw shop basically, yeah. you know, in, That's in crazy. Burlington. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. awesome. Dude. So I got a call from Didi who used to be the sales of alchemy, mm-hmm. you know, day of, uh, pipe dreams being like, yo, are you okay? What's going on? Do you, do you hear what's going on? Turn on the news, blah, blah, blah. But of course you didn't hear shit because it was like 10 days before we went into Iraq so there's really nothing on the fucking news about it at all. And, like, the internet wasn't what it was, really. You weren't just like, oh, I'm just going to hop on fucking Google or yeah, totally. Facebook or some shit yeah. and, like, look at that. Yeah, it took a so minute. I don't. I didn't It was a blur, but I saw it one time because I went over to Fro's house. That Fro was living up there at the time and, and actually went over to his spot. And we were hanging out and we were watching the TV waiting for something to happen. And basically there was, like, a two second like blurb of ashcroft where he's like holding up yeah the bomb and all that shit and it was like oh the fbi and a coordinated da whatever coordinated bust around the country and that was pretty much it you know but yeah i was called by dd we're wondering if uh we're all right we're in the process of setting up a website you know we're doing all this shit that we're about to like go we're actually that was pretty good timing yeah we were about to 
go big you yeah. know with like the whole situation and then that was kind of like yeah. you know yeah. everyone was like whoa whoa what's going on here yeah you know because then it was like oh we went to you know it's just a different time people just didn't realize the the feeling also is too is that i mean we were going to war and people were fucking hype they were like yeah, if if you're not down with going and getting these motherfuckers, then you, you're something's wrong with you. Yeah, and all it takes like, is them to kind of attach. If they attach, you know, that uh, well, the Patriot Act. Yeah. Well, there's just the Patriot yeah. Act and all that shit that they were using for a bunch of shady shit. But just the whole vibe of, you know, people were really super patriotic at that point in time. Oh yeah, yeah, lots they of were, American like, flags. They were like sucking and... that dick like really hard. Well, and Ashcroft was attaching and... it to terrorism and everything else, so it's really put a damper <clears throat> on a lot of shit. Well, just even being like weird a little bit too, you know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, they were hyped to like, I mean, I mean, one of my friends was on a plane and got stopped because he was like, they stopped the plane and brought like the fucking cops or whatever on because he was like, he's brown skinned and he looked a little weird and he was like, uncomfortable and he was like trying to sleep and shit and this lady got all weird it was just a weird time as yeah. far as like people right. were super fucking like when the when the biggest dude in the fucking party is like starting to like run around knock people out you like kind of be like oh, I'm gonna yeah. stand over here yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be quiet and yeah. like yeah you know it was definitely it was definitely a weird time and trying to you know make pipes and shops weren't even interested in like it drained the confidence that we all had in what we were doing what we had built out of the entire industry like yeah. it was this unspoken thing but the feeling was that we had been we were getting momentum like individually we were by building our businesses you know what i mean there's yeah. a lot of those stories well, yeah. of like in you know a lot of people were like just getting to the point where they could make a living right when this happened right and uh it just took the wind out of the sails yeah basically. it didn't just, it just stop the momentum it everybody retracted too yeah everybody you know? was like oh we are not even safe you know and and i mean yeah I, in the I, end i think it like it made us it, it gave us like something i think yeah that 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 switch i mean basically at that point i mean at that time too like simultaneously i mean i was doing a lot of um wilderness tracking and and um, primitive skills studying um, that was like more of what my class was more or less supplementing my education in right. that you were just trying to like fund that yeah, it's funny that was yeah. one of the most interesting things the first I mean I'd met, I think I'd met you a couple times but the time we spent we were together at the pipe classic mm -hmm. the first year I did it mm -hmm. and hung out with you and Zach and that was the thing that first stood out to me about you is like you kind of talked about the wilderness training a little bit and we went for a walk and we ran across like a we ran across, I don't even know if you remember this, it stuck out for me. We went down to the water, and then you were like, oh, there was a bonfire over there. And you went over, and you were like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's still good. And you went and got some sticks, and you fucking, a uh, little digging, a little blowing, and poof, you had a fucking fire going off of coals that were two <laughs> days old. Funny. And I was just like, holy shit, who the it's hell like, is oh, this you kid? Can... Who's the city kid from Philly that just yeah. fucking... Uh... You can eat the root of this plant. Yeah. Let's, and let's it was, have a uh, meal. <laughs> it was one of the, uh, that was my first clue that there was a lot of... Um, depth that um not many people could see just from well on the surface of the pipework at the time that i think kind of developed yeah at, at, from that at point that point on. Wh yeah. when was that that was shit that was 2005 no 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 nine nine eight. right right yeah nine yeah yeah 2009 yeah five over mm -hmm. five years ago yeah 
And so, wait, so you, when did you kind of come back to glass from the wilderness? Well, like I, well, that was like 2008, the end of 2007. Mm -hmm. uh, I was out in Montana doing like, uh, living out there, doing an intensive program out there. And, um, yeah, that was kind of like my turn. Like up until that point, I never really kind of, I made a lot of work, but I was never like, oh, you know, I'm fucking, you know, snick or whatever. I didn't even like had go by that situation really, you know, I just didn't, I wasn't really about that because I was just on some other shit of like what I was doing for my life or, you know, that, like I said, it supplemented glass, more or less supplemented me going out and living in the woods and running around and sharpening sticks and making fire and that kind of shit, you know? <laughs> um, but you know, I had, I had an experience and, and made me kind of realize that I needed to go back to Philly and and start working, you know, and really kind of crushing out because at that point, that was when Slinger had just I had left to go to Montana um, when Slinger first moved to Philly out oh, of Canada yeah. from from uh, Vancouver. Yeah. So and that was kind of like and Slinger was always the first, Slinger was like the first dude that I met. I met him in two thousand three or no two thousand three or four, three at a you know fish festival or yeah, fish festy. yeah I was fucked up dude but he, yeah him, is him that slinger up. slinger pre-canada slinger or? slinger canada that's he was slinger. in he was okay. in canada trying right. to he'll tell you i mean he was like trying to bring bubble bags in like this whole shit happened he got like they got seized and i don't know he ended up staying at our shop for a while oh and it was all good i mean it was all good he was fine yeah. so did he, was like, wait, did he move back from canada or no did he just no, no. not go he, back to canada no he went back afterwards okay. he went back <laughs> He went back. Dude, it's funny. I, I fucking thought he was Canadian. Yeah, right. And I was all like talking to him the fir- one of the first times I met him. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's like this over here. I don't know what it's like where you're from. He's like, what do you mean? Where I'm from? I'm like, yeah, he was up there from, from Canada, right? He was <laughs> like, up I'm from New York. Eight, eight years or something like that. Yeah. But he was like the first dude that I met that was like more of the like kind of like an East Coast person or, you know, city vibe. Mm hmm. And we hit it off right away. Uh, and then when he moved to Philly and I had left, it was just kind of like the, he brought just like a really good creative energy mm-hmm. to like, uh, you know, what was going on out there. And, and kind of actually it was like... Was he Marble Slinger by then? He was Marble yeah, yeah, definitely. And it was like he was just starting to like pump out his... Sh- like that he had just dropped that blasting shit and it was just starting to blow up. And mm-hmm. it was like kind of... You know, Philly never really really been on the map as far as like having you know artists there was definitely some people but it was not like a spot you know it was pre philly glassworks yeah well philly glassworks was happening but it wasn't you know it really did you know them yet yeah I, oh. when i moved out of vermont i i moved down into the city and i rented a spot out of the um old philly glassworks that was in west philly before it was in they moved to mm-hmm. north philly mm-hmm. right um but yeah, there's uh that was it was still going on. Uh yeah, when I left and Slinger moved. And so when I was out in Montana for almost like a year, I was like figuring out what I wanted to do. And I was like I figured out to go back to Philly and just kind of start crushing out and that was the beginning of Slinger lived in my house and we had a shop in my garage mm-hmm. and we shared called that the cell, the cell block. block. The cell yeah, block. I remember the cell block. Yeah, 1107 <laughs> cell block. So 
That was the Toke City days. It looked like a fucking Diant Word video in the fucking living room. Yeah, dude, yes. <laughs> I just gave Sling free range, pretty much, yeah. of, of my trap house. And <laughs> and it turned into a straight fucking trap house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, it was like... It I was mean, rough. I slept there one night. Yeah, I mean, if for those who want to know or, or reference, you can reference the Scott Deppy, short Scott Deppy interview in Degenerate Art. That is the front room of my house that mm-hmm. was in uh, yeah. black and white totally. uh, drippings. Yeah. You know. I mean, it was tight. It was as if yeah, it was if like a club. Epi- if you're not epileptic <laughs> or something yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was like 2008. Because we met in 2008 at the gas, gas conference where GA put on that little art show for the. Degenerate yep. Art Show, right? Yep. That's what it was called. Yep, Susan. Yep. Yeah, Susan. Susan and Henry. Yeah. Yep. Susan was kind of like the one that was like. Yeah, her, yeah. She like, had she had ties with that. It was gallery. Eli Whitney Gallery. Yeah, or yeah. Something. I don't remember the name of. I don't it. think it was Eli Whitney invented the cotton gin. Remember we, <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> There's still some good information back in my brain. Yeah, somewhere. you know, he liked hemp originally, but. But yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting show because when. You know, us meeting was sort of your debut as Snick, right? Like in a way, it was like you kind of yeah, definitely, or at least dropping that work that became a so you know yeah, you're like yeah. your first yeah, style for sure, kind of for thing. Sure. Yeah, and just some like weird shit too. Like Slinger and I made some like weird Sherlock. I had like sculpted a head and yeah. he blasted this. I remember with like and the backbone made... thing going on. on well, it. not that, that I was doing those, but this other one that we did, that was just that on a stand. And we did like a video installation where it was like these cameras looking at it. And shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This person bought that. it and shit too. So yeah. it was like, we were super, yeah, yeah. it was like, that was, that was, was some art. Yeah. That was like yeah, fucking yeah. right. It was like, we were like Dude, high five and we were like, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. That was before I remember you telling me, like when we met, we were, you know, talking about you know, talking shop or whatever, and you were like, Yeah, I'm gonna start electroforming these. Yeah, that was like, before that was before That was before pl- fucking electroforming, yeah. yeah. Which which really like is not what you're known for now. There may be people listening no, to this podcast I mean, that don't realize well, even that's still I get that's like the main, I think. Well I'll never Well I'm just saying I mean that's I'll kinda never what I was you think that it's funny. It's funny how you know, quickly transitions can happen in this industry. But you, but hold on, you're like, you're yeah. acting like, oh, I'll never get, a, like, you'll never live it down. But you, like, brought electroforming to glass blowing in a lot of ways. Which, I mean, which without. could be a bad I mean, thing. I. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, to flame, I mean, to it's, flame dude, it's pipes. I'm talking about, you know, like. It's technique. Well, yeah, is all I, I know, saying. but. And but, a lot yeah. of people like it, and it's, it has. It's cool. Was it's that cool. something you were exposed to? I mean, that's been a thing that's been done in, like, the hot shop for years. Did you ever get exposed to that appellation, or was that something yeah, you Yeah, that was uh, Kurt Brock and his amazing depth of knowledge of the history of glass, and especially yeah. the studio glass movement, uh, showed us works of michael glancy he was one of my favorites man. yes that deep relief sand carving yes, and, and that plating. Jesus. that that was like you know before like shit was digital you yeah. know fucking only bobby digital was digital you know there was that shit and that was like like what the fuck is that or like how, there were so many layers in what he yeah. did it was like in call mode transparent glass that was all cut that made yeah. it all look like gems because of how he played like it geometric in. cutting yeah. And, yeah and i was like i was like that is fucking cool i was like you know i just like 
right aesthetically and like from a technical level where you're just like how do you even fucking you do mean, that compositionally color just it was everything yeah like you can't that that combo is really nice you know that they're, nice. they're they're two they complement each other in such a beautiful way yeah you know um so yeah that was kind of i don't know it's just you know the creator whoever just kind of put that in my my whole world and somehow i definitely was attached to it the moment i saw it yeah and somehow fucking eight years later nine years later a friend of you know buddy and that that's what they do you know and you know fell into that situation yeah. you know yeah well dude you definitely like a lot of people own pieces that you made with that electroforming on them. I'm just saying that's a lot of you know. No, that's, that's no, that's I'm I'm stoked on that. I'm totally yeah. stoked. The on only that. the only collab I've ever kept with anybody is the one that one of the ones we did for my show at Easy Street. That's awesome. still in my apartment. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. And, and it's like never going anywhere. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that awesome. I mean, I definitely I'm I, I like that. I mean, I'm super stoked on all that. You know, sometimes you just want to like. Like I can do other things. Well, too. well, you know, you, well, you there's the ability but you to do evolve now. as a pipe maker it, is like one of those special things. Well, and I like, think you know. I think it got to a point that shit got to a point though where it was you know I had been doing it for a moment and kind of where I had been doing it into uh, pushing out of it was this whole blow up of social media and all this stuff and basically like the. I was doing it then also the ability to see all of the work all of the time kind of yeah. the proliferation of that yeah. was out there a lot and um and then there was other people who started plating that didn't blow glass so that became a whole sub genre right of our it cheapened right, the freelance of platers our, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so like yeah. that that got to a point to where it was like you know do I even blow glass? Like people didn't even know that that was what I, you know, right. Cause well, we had people right. sending, uh, platers, other people's work to get plated. And like, yeah. there's a lot of weird stuff where, yeah, there was just yeah. all that stuff. And then, then well, there was, was a lot of shitty plating yeah. that people don't realize was, is shitty or, there's a certain or level I mean, I mean, quality. I guess it's a matter of yeah. opinion, but it was just like, after knowing what I know because of talking to you about it and then seeing, you can definitely get some metal on, on a substance, on a substrate or something, you know, piece of glass or whatever you want somehow, but yeah. whether it's just you know, uncontrolled. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so cool. Yeah. So what? I don't know. Yeah. What else? What, what else? <laughs> That's it. That's, yeah, Nick that's electroforms got. glass. Also yeah. blows glass, but electroforms glass. So, there's just, the end. I mean, like, honestly, like, from 97, like, you know, I've been doing, like, I had my show that was Half-Life, and that was literally the point of, like, half of my life I've been doing this shit, so now it's further. So I've been, I don't know, at this point, soon enough there will be, but I don't know how many people there are out there that have been doing this thing for longer than they haven't been. Like, this is, like, yeah. part of like my fucking dna like well, this is like, funny we got like a, you know there's what like what, a 21 year old kid downstairs that's been doing it longer than he's been you know but but not making pipe <laughs> yeah but you know yeah he, he has not been pipes. a pipe fucking culture like right like right, right, i'm right, a right. fucking delinquent you know degenerate like yeah you know fuck off like i hate like authority like i got into this because i didn't want to listen to any like all that shit you know and that's yeah. yeah and that's the life i've lived so that's that's one of your you know that's that's a badge of honor even now that like when yeah that like I, I, still, I feel like it you know yeah no i'm i um yeah it's interesting that 
what is it 20 years later no it's like it's this is year 19, 19 almost yeah so yeah this is you know yeah like straight like living the culture of what it is yeah you know so I, yeah I, I love it you know well yeah i'm just kind of you know i live that peter pam lifestyle that some people say i think know, we all i don't you know we all do it's funny yeah like to you don't have to grow up but Not you can still extent. drive a car you know like so it's it's, yeah, it's a little better tight. you can go places yeah. and stuff so yeah yeah uh, own property yeah. <laughs> eat lunchables and drink chocolate milk yeah so live in the dream if you want to i, I don't do that shit though <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's great i mean it's funny because like yeah i'm you know that back in the 90s i mean when i started i started somewhere near you or at least the time I'm, I'm a bit older but it was like access to glass was so hard to come by you know at least at the time you really had to hustle to do it you know so doing it from that early age is extremely rare especially for when you started you know like that's pretty cool i didn't really didn't really appreciate that until i really figured out how early you started um you know i mean with glass in high school but then pipes immediately after yeah yeah i mean it was uh it was definitely like you know my mom was definitely uh helping support go going to craft school but if yeah. i was like not going to educate then it was like you know you're that's it you're, yeah you're you you're gotta, on your you, own you got to do it and yeah. i was like yep well i'm gonna do it you know and i was like <laughs> fuck it you know and that was kind of and it's i haven't really looked back ever since although i did have to i did have to hop up in mom's garage you know yeah. like one maybe one more time after after that right but by then you could be like look i can do this yeah yeah that was that was after i moved back from vermont for a minute i had to pop up in her spot because yeah. i couldn't really make because when i actually worked at the original philly glassworks they didn't really like making pipes in there that was a touchy time to be have a public eye on you and be doing any of that shit you know yeah. we were the same way especially in fucking philly since like yeah, pennsylvania was, totally was where the yeah, you shit gotta remember down. too yeah it was like even east coast like there was no you gotta remember it was i mean we're hopping all over the place but dude there was no fucking internet shit like this or like even people didn't want to yeah. receive packages from the east coast they were like fuck that you know it was like people <laughs> yeah. weren't trying to receive you know, I had to, like, at certain points in my career, I mean, I had to drive, like, I would drive 14 hours in a, in a fucking loop trip to go get, like, 3K, you know, like, yeah, right. to sell to, like, fucking just try to, like, well, hustle some shit super hard, like, and just, you know, just totally feel like I was degrading myself and, like... But to every, keep working, But though. to keep work, because yeah. I was like, Mom, I'm going to pay my That's guy funny. and keep the when, fucking uh, gas and, like... Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna fucking feel like a bitch about it. I uh, I start you know, I, <laughs> I uh, when I started was out on the West Coast and even in, in the '90s it was there was that like you know glass pipe culture and kind of a existing kind of shop infrastructure and collector market you know and as I moved east, I really started to feel what you felt like real quick and that was like oh there's a very small subculture that knows what's up and there's, there's some shops, shops yeah. and. Holy shit! You can't just go to house parties and make rent. You gotta go, fucking hustle. Like you gotta get in the car. Well, you and gotta a be lot of sketchy, careful too. Yeah, and a lot of sketchy spots, and people were just not look, did not look at you 
as a as a kind of a cool subculture outlaw at all they looked at you as a fuck up like you know criminal yeah so it was carrying a gun case (laughs) i respect the yeah shit out of that man yeah i mean also you know i definitely uh you know i definitely had done some things but i would say 95 percent of my glass career or 98 percent of my glass career has been you know supported solely through my glass itself you know yeah yeah so um that was a whole nother you know motivator i just i wanted to make it you know it was like i was i was hype if i had to go to jail for making pipes i was like all right i'll go you know but i'm not gonna go to jail for some other shit you know so yeah i see what you're saying i'm trying to compound the the situations especially where i live so yeah that that was a that was a big motivator but staying free (laughs) yeah i mean yeah they're just so like there's been you know 19 years of like doing this like every day or not or being in the woods and sharpening sticks and shit but like mostly like you know yeah this this lifestyle and doing this is just you know there's there's many layers and to the whole whole thing <laughs> I know but it's funny how the lifestyle evolves cause like you know like I remember visiting you in Philly and uh man that shop in Philly was fucking epic which um, it was like well the one I got to see the the with, the, uh, the, the, the one that's pre Crushmore building right the one that we the, the warehouse one? yeah yeah that I love that that spot. building was just like yeah they made they like fixed trolley it was so crazy yeah it was so huge it was like but not very useful well space. yeah yeah it but like it but like weird. it just had so much stuff in it there was like so many years of i don't know i just felt like Lead the, this must be what the kids in the goonies the felt like when they get in the fucking attic you know i was like what is in this fucking building you know and then on top of that you guys had that crazy shit where the electricity was just like included in the building, like on some. We still not talking about that? Or... Oh no! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we can we can I edit mean, that, that out. Shit, that shit was like, dude, it's been years. It's been uh, yeah. I mean, that shit. Statute was... of limitations is up on that. Hey, one. look, yeah. we moved in. The there, power was, there was on. The power was on. We never <laughs> got a bill. We just there never... was no bill. <laughs> the prior tenant said that when they moved in, the electricity was on. Mm-hmm. There was no bill to be found. So that was also, it's not good for my neurotic tendencies, but that was also fucking awesome. Just, you know. Yeah. But you also had to have the right people that knew how to work. You know, that shit was just. a. I think I was around you once when there's some shit went down with the electric and you were out of town. And then you got <laughs> a call. That. Of course. Yeah. That was like two you... weeks before you got out of there. Too, oh, right? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah that was like. I remember you telling me like, "Oh my god, this electricity thing is fucking with me now. I'm almost out." And then it was we were in like we were at like Pipe Classic or something. Yeah, you have to find an electrician to do some sketch ball shit for you. Yeah, dude, that was like people were work. Oh yeah, that shit was. And I would, I, I mean, I have the same personality. That ball of stress would have just ate me. You know, every time I left town, like fuck. Right, I remember being like, "Dude, you should fucking start a but, tubing pulling company. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Hook a bunch of furnaces up." <laughs> so to reference that too, to people listening, that's the when you're watching the beginning of Degenerate Art, the yeah. that wheel and all that weird that shit legendary of that scene, the, the kind of the above yeah. shot of pieces going in and out yeah. of the kiln, and yeah, 
shout out, man. That piece of prep work that you're yeah. making yeah. in there that I've I, I've seen it. Yeah, I've yeah. held yeah. it in my hand. I, think I held that yeah. one too. There's yeah. actually actually the that's both of my sets of hands are in there two times. Nice. <laughs> it's like if that makes it, sense. Or was whatever. it like the panorama <laughs> where you had to run around? I had to run. Yeah, I had yeah. to run. Did you guys know that uh, Nick had four sets of hands yeah, or four hands? Yeah, oh, whatever. Good. So yeah, that was that was that was good times. But yeah, that spot was like uh, pretty special yeah. when when we moved in there, and um, it was kind of like a little, you know, it was an incubator, a little thing too, or whatever. It was you know. It was, was Jag had come back for a little bit, worked out of there. There's people coming in and out of there for a minute, and then I left and moved down here. And down here to Austin. I know, and now you got too. like a house in the suburbs and drive a Prius. It's like a long way from Philly, dude. It's like you can drive but, Priuses in Philly now. No, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> hey, man, I I drove a fucking dude. I want a Prius. I'm not I, busting hey, his hey, balls. Hey, hey, hey. I had, <laughs> I had his fucking Subaru <laughs> legacy wagon before that, all right? So Right, which is so, what you drive, so, Michael. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he has an Outback. Oh, okay. yeah, which well, is yeah. Right. That's like, his is a little more aggressive. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mine's that was, like, but your shit, well, they didn't make the Outback. No, yours, they did. You're the legacy. They, well, no, no, they no, did. I did. I got the legacy. That was the Philly purpose. car, though, yeah. man, because I remember trucking around. The first time I ever went to Philly, it was um, um, to work with you guys. I think it was to work with... Um, anyway, uh, I remember you driving me around the, the tiny ass streets of Philly and that thing, racing around like a race car, you know, and it's one of those things you're like, yeah, if I, if I have to hit a garbage can in this motherfucker, I'll do it, you know? Yeah, it's I had like, to ask for, that was my, that was my car in Vermont. Garbage can is the least of it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was my car in Vermont too. Yeah. Yeah. So Prius and yeah, and the so you, So then you, you, you man it's funny so i kind of moved away from austin right actually i handed you the keys to my well, apartment wait, when i left so that right was when 2012 you yeah. yeah when i moved is that down. right yeah. yeah that was march you moved down and we march opened up first we opened up saint elmo yeah 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 march, I, first, I, march or march I, but we I, we didn't I, open I, until may no yeah. i moved down march 1st what year was that? that's right 2012. 2012 and your pods showed up and yeah you you that's when you moved yeah i, I uh like literally that day yeah and and i we, traded best friends that day we, <laughs> we uh we um we had this spot and then i was in here for the first two months like kind of just like plopped up on the table just like super ghetto style or like getting it going that's right, right. and i was still at flameworks yeah. no you were when, at craig's oh i was at you, craig's you i had already i had exited flameworks like six months before part. you know i think i came in as you guys had established this place and i missed the whole evolution of this building that's pretty cool i want to this building was that. literally a completely empty room except for the tiny little 10 by 10 shit box where the bathroom is now and that pole that's in the middle of the huh. room it was completely empty yeah and it is what and it i is had now. all my shit I took out of a pod and was like in the middle of the fucking room for like a month or two. Right. Until yep. we got everything. Well, we made built. some moves. Man, yeah. that's cool. And then this up, this floor up here was just open for a while. Oh, yeah. Man, and I remember in that, like coming back and you trying to figure out how you're gonna, because you were still plating at the time, and and then like how you get the chemicals for plating over here, and like it was like, oh yeah, that, man, that must have been an interesting transition because yeah, there's not. I mean, that part out maybe. <laughs> no, no, I mean just just the transition from Philly to Texas. There's all kinds of things you have to figure out. Yeah, know? no, oh, yeah. I mean I did that everything. I, I had to do all so. that. I mean, no, that was shit was real. I mean, that's like all by the 
by the book. I mean, yeah. I had to like, you know, um, my ex and definitely helped me out a lot. We had to like call up and fucking figure out what was up. We had to like figure out, get like EPA thing and blah, 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 yeah. like all this shit. Cause the company that I deal with has different, um, little state, branches yeah and state regulations you know, yeah. and state regulations and shit so it was like texas is like it's oh you know texas is like it's a fucking razor's edge it's really fucking awesome and like really fucking scary yeah. you know but like they had their they're like that's the way we like it yeah you know it's like they, they have like their weird things that they're sticklers about and when they're sticklers about it they, they fucking fucking are sticklers you yeah. Know? yeah so uh yeah, that was like figuring out a lot of like little uh, loopholes and shit to like you know not loopholes but just like the the right things to get to set up to do that, which is also stressful. I didn't take into account that you know situation, but that yeah. was like that yeah, was some real shit. Damn. So then you've been here for four years. Yeah, four years and one month. And wow. now you're going back to Philly. I'm going. Back to Philly. Yep, uh, yep. I'm a. I'm. It's in my. It's in my DNA as a Jew to be nomadic and wander <laughs> and, and not really know where my home like is. Something else you may not have noticed about it. Yeah. It's a Jew, nomadic Jew. Jew? Jumerang. It's yeah. like, you know, going back to Philly. Yeah. No. Yeah. But is that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know, dude. I've You're done... on your own on that one. <laughs> 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 they could work. Well, I've I done mean... that a few times now, but. Yeah. I mean, I did it with Austin, man. You know, I'm. I'm back here. Um. And it must be not, I don't know, but um, I know you're sad to leave Austin and you liked it here, but it must be kind of nice to be, because they have such different personalities, you know? And I see a lot of your personality reflected in Philly and and in Austin, yeah. you know? So it must be, I mean, it's it's got to be you exciting. You have chilled because, out, though, too, since you've got here, I feel like. Some, yeah, I mean, also I'm like getting to be an old man, so I think that's part of it. Totally. Yeah, don't make like, me feel like that. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. There's Just a couple science, gray whiskers in science, that beard. You know, science is starting to take part. Right. You know? Nice. Um, <laughs> well, dude, but, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are happy to have you back in Philly, but we're going to be sad to see you. That's for yeah, sure. But. I was about to say, thanks for spending the, the last four years here, dude. It's been real. Yeah. I'm real proud of this shop, and I'm glad we got to like put yeah, it together. You guys and, both did something really special here, and I was able to benefit <clears> from it when I came back, and it was like a really cool, welcoming, positive huge work environment um i don't know if you guys have the perspective to know what cool shit you built but anyway from a guy that kind of came in and got to see a little windows into it over the three years that you're building this place um you did some you did a really special thing you know so thank you both for doing what you did it's great thanks yeah i think that was part of like wanting to come down was just that uh luke and myself definitely like like to work work hard and and want yeah. to do stuff we were aligned on you that know one. Have, yeah. have like build something that's you know <clears throat> i think it's kind of like i i know that i'll never take anything like that or, or like up again or try to do this again you know yeah. and i don't think you will either on this level you know or whatever but i feel like we both had to do it to just um you know partially because we could do it you know it was like the time was right like we were like let's 
let's just build a dope shop and see what could happen. Yeah, and dude, we created a destination, man. So many people have come through here and made so much work. They still and do, continue man. to, it's you know. So funny. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's this this shop's gonna be here for a minute still, and it's like there's yeah. So hopefully, much... we can get you to come back and visit, dude. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I like if one thing, you know, well, I'd definitely keep a little space here, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say the bar stool is gonna have your name on it, you know. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, also the the armadillo too is like a really powerful thing that I totally fucking believe in, and I think is, you know, it it, uh, it's something that it's it's crazy how much you know we've raised and what we can do with just you know a a weekend of giving back and having the space to do that. That kind of almost makes it all worth it that we can have you know an awesome space to like bring people like for real like to do that there's not many places that it's that coordinated well maybe it's getting to be but we can have like 20 fucking people just raging you know making cool shit yeah and then hustling it out and two days of that creates like a lot of glass to be donated too it's like that's the power yeah, of 20 I mean, 50, people working 50k for a bunch of fucking stoners to give to like meals on wheels is like dude that fed so know, many people i mean that dude that, that was just yeah, last year that dude cried right i mean the, the like yeah, he was yeah. Like, i so think that moved. was the second year in a row yeah i mean it's just it was like, like it was like 40 the year before yeah i, think. I mean so yeah. it's it's a real deal and and other people don't when when i talk about that and i'm like yeah well we're just one of you know, there's the Michigan project. Yep. There's all Colorado these Colorado project. There's Arizona all these projects. So it's like more and more Oregon as a project. community. What we're doing is doing that, and I don't really know even any other creative forms or like whatever that can, you know, just the power that we wield. We really don't know, but like we're wow. we're starting to figure it out, you know. But it's like it's pretty fucking cool. Without, well, it what is what we're doing without like an established infrastructure or no, professional well, association. I, I was just things. about to say we yeah. have there's an instinct yeah. with the community. We take care of each other. You know, a lot of times like somebody gets sick or their kid gets sick and people donate glass and they, you know, or like one time fucking Julio got locked up and Slinger started a uh, like save Julio, get him out of jail, yeah, raise like yeah. 15 grand or something, you know? And so when it comes to these opportunities that get created yes. by people within our community, namely Craig Lewis, Joe Blow and and his wife, uh, Sarah Hauser and the and Amy McKissin and the whole team of people and Nick from uh, Glass Roots, our show helped them get started because it was before when the when the Glass Roots was here, it was like a part of that. Yep. But then when the Glass Roots show left, the armadillo stuck and pe- more and more people keep yeah. You know, and like all these pro- like but without any kind of formal association it just pops up and yeah, we do what we can. I've been there. I came back every year for the start while I was out of town yeah. and I came the first year and then realized it was something I was going to do every year. Yeah, I mean, from that's just like you know, it, in in a in a selfish way it's just kind of like I'm just stoked that to to you know, help facilitate that yeah. in any kind of way. Yeah. But also to just be like, yeah, like you know kind of a finger up to you know all the people that were like you know what you're doing is dumb or like whatever and i'm like you know they're like well why don't you fucking help well yeah we'll eat that you know what i'm saying like <laughs> in your face yeah straight the fuck <laughs> up like we win know, charity like, <laughs> i can smoke weed and still be a good person and like you know i can like i know it's you know. it's like I, it's so funny that you know that that public opinion is changing rapidly and then um but um uh, 
but still like that's the way it's been for us you know just judged on those facts and like it can't happen quick enough but man it's it's nice to be able to like give people a different perspective um by, by our actions and not by a, a, the law you know it's like listen you know it's not legal here but we're doing really great things and uh it's 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 out there in the community. Well, there's just so Local much community. more to it. Yeah, Dude, you know what I mean. It's we're not just that. We we are a lot of things. Well, you can so go take a piss, man. Uh, okay. Is that what you gotta do, or you gotta get out of here? Uh, I have to. I have to go home. Get out of here. But we can either pause and continue, or well, I mean, I Nick's really, kind of just waiting for us to be done. Yeah, there was only one thing I wanted to touch on to to kind of wrap it up, and it's uh, and it was just to give you like a, like congratulations on like I've seen you do the pipe stuff through the years and then your own artwork too. And you're kind of this year going to teach it pill Chuck where those Chihuly videos that first inspired you yeah. happened. I'm, I'm like, I'm real excited for you. It's, it's really kind of cool. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing opportunity and that's shout out to Amber Cohen for, for, uh, helping me out and throwing a dog a bone with asking me to do that with her. Cause that was kind of like the, uh, the thing that um, she she had mentioned it to me because she's out of Philly and yeah. uh, there's you know in Philly now there's such like a scene of people a little community right um, like progressive little art community there yeah yeah and uh, we've known each other so and she had asked me um, if I'd be interested in that and I was like I was like yeah and she was like cool I'll, I'll ask them you know yeah. at, at Pillow Truck if they would be interested in that and they were like yeah they were like let's do it and um well it's gonna be a really great class i'm excited to see how it goes i mean i mean honestly and i don't know if i ever told you this either but like you know we i think we first communicated through like glass artists and glass pipes mm -hmm. and stuff and it wasn't mm -hmm. even verbally it was just you know comments on stuff mm -hmm. but it was you and the philly crew between slinger you know nate uh zach um you guys had this pocket of people that were thinking progressive um, you know, w w in ways that I wanted to, and you guys actually really inspired me to, and you know, you get this kind of like, you know, bi-coastal or like different parts of the country, little competitive nature going in your head of like, there's these guys doing cool shit and I really want to do cool shit too. And they're doing it. So fucking A, I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And so like, not enough gets said about those early days of, um, the competition in my head, you know, friendly and the kind of the inspirations that drove drove me and a lot of other people. And you guys had a real good pocket and a real good momentum. Yeah, I think that was kind of like the, uh, there's parts of it where um, people were also fighting for like other little scenes to be known for. Right. You know, like uh, not just uh, in Oregon, you know, right. or in Washington or in Cali or whatever, you know, West Coast. and. Um, there there was that thing for the east coast to kind of have a situation or whatever it was just that that feeling or something well, like it was that also, it was that time i'm sorry we, got, we, can, we can knock this off pretty soon but like it was this you said like pre-internet right we were right on the verge of when the internet took off so there still are these like while we were able to like see each other's work from across country there was still like these pockets of style right <clears throat> And you guys, while they were, everybody was forming their scenes, like Philly had an edge and still does, and the artists that come out of there that wasn't kind of homogenized like the glass culture gets now. You know, it was this regional pocket where you guys, the attitude was different, the glass was different, 
it had more to say and it was I, I, it, it was super fucking cool i think I that i think that you know what it is is that if you look on it as a whole um philly is the is has the scene um has the, like the largest glass scene in in the biggest city if that makes sense yes it you does know? yeah so there is so much more that you're interacting with on yeah. a daily basis <clears throat> that's different than living out in you know the woods or in eugene or you know certain places or even in seattle or certain stuff like that there there is um there's just a lot more uh, that isn't part of the culture necessarily um, that is formally known with the culture right um, that is is really not there it's just more west coast vibes and that's that's a really interesting point i had never really thought about it like that so it's really not like you know like weed and and glass and like in philly philly's super blue collar like growing up there wasn't many people there that had like tons of access money and so like uh to just spend on pieces they just that that wasn't really how it was it, yeah you know it's a super like i said it's a blue collar city it's it's not like really glitzy and weed culture isn't there is there is weed culture you know it's like it's like smoking a blunt or some yeah. shit when we were coming up it's not like growing weed and ganja and all of that stuff that's facilitated a whole bunch of different situations for different people where we were just was like all right we're hustling pipes and and it's we're in our super own little pocket situations so and then you're just influenced by so many other things around you you know and that's that's the thing and half half the friends that like you know zach was like uh is a good buddy and he went to tyler school of art yeah and we knew other people and so there's just like there's a big art school there and there's a and their and their glass department is you know is a strong one and was a really strong one and i mean that was where my teacher aaron that's where it started yeah. from he went there for, yeah, elbow went there so, you know, well like that's what i'm lot, saying yeah. and, like, and that's that's kind of like zach like like our generation there was some kids before that like the basically the piper generation like is like shifting part of that dynamic and that's almost like bubbling out of like the university level because of uh there is a few pipe makers that went to tyler and that did soft glass and so it's changed the dynamic of situations there and that's kind of like uh you know that's been having that influence as far as art school in the scene and, and so close there i think influenced in a certain way or whatever it is and, and city life, you know, and all that just different vibes of, of situations. So, yeah, I think it's really unique. Um, and as far as like cities I could identify with, as far as like, um, it's the only place outside Austin I would move to, to, as a, as a city to, to be a glassblower. Yeah. Um, because I, because of the diversity of influence that is unique. There are certain cities in the United States that have a unique personality mm-hmm. that I don't, see anywhere else not to say that every city doesn't have its own thing but there's something definitively unique about philly than you know the biggest city like two hours away what new york is like two mm-hmm, or three hours away mm-hmm. you know and it's just like they couldn't be more different you know um and, and it's like it's just dcu it's a very unique city and it, it created a very unique 
uh, and diverse group of flame workers. So you it's also, cool as shit. Yeah, I mean, also, yeah, like real quick, I think too, just 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 thinking about it, you know, on the West Coast, you have, you know, you have these different little pockets of people that had been making pipes for a while and there's a lot of trickle down of like yeah this homie moves here and this homie moves there and yeah da, 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 da. and that really you know that wasn't really a thing you know um there wasn't that many people that were moving around and sharing information and all that so yeah. that also had like an effect you know like we just there just wasn't a lot of like that that culture around so you weren't getting influenced yeah. by all these people well, doing the same thing so i think the best the, the best thing that could have happened to me was was at a very early time moving away from the northwest you know i started in seattle yeah and then um having to go somewhere where it was a little more of a i don't want to say struggle because it wasn't easy anywhere you know but that there was a unique set of challenges that weren't there and and that kind of developed helped me develop a a, a a way of thought that was unique to me um that, that so and that's influenced. why i was able to stand out a little bit more some at some points throughout my career yeah. is because you know i uh um yeah i don't i mean this is just off the top of my head but well no i mean that's the a, thing it's a good dis- yeah i mean you kind of get you know you just more or less you do get influenced by your neighbors and, and your friends and there is a certain culture and community i mean you, I mean, dude, we could just keep going on for hours about like how that, you know, just certain even pipe styles that are around there just because, you know, it's like people want something familiar. Yeah. And people, you know, you get into a habit if you're around a lot of people doing the same thing. You're like, no, that's the way that's, you know, it's hard to be like the weird person. So, man, I, uh, I'm glad we ended it on this note because like, you know, as we go on with this podcast, you know, we're going to have repeat guests and kind of the first time we have people on, it's that how did you start? Let's you know get the origin story out but like i'm really looking forward to this going on and get to re-interview people and kind of start where we leave off this time and more of discussions about the industry and this is goes for everybody we interview in the future you know like in the west coast you know because i think mm. there's some really interesting point of views that um people don't get to see through pictures on instagram and interesting perspectives on things because i'm learning more and more every time we talk to somebody and i thought i knew you pretty well and like I've learned so much, um, well, that, that I'm, I'm I'm excited. I mean, what's really what people just might not realize, or just whatever, is that like the community of of the people who are uh, named artists mostly and who are who are successful on on some level are 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 really unique individuals. Definitely. And, and, and and probably have the most amazing fucking stories you could possibly imagine. Or you can't even no. be- begin to imagine because, you know, it takes a certain type of personality to like make it doing this and and just it there's just a whole different set of like you know principles and lifestyles that the majority of us have seen and lived by that you know there's such a colorful group of people and it'll be amazing to hear you know people talk about it because there's just the way that people start and then being able to just look at the lineage of that situation and like yeah. how all these paths have crossed and you know, all this stuff is just, it's yeah, it's really not there. So See, it's, it's, uh, 
you know, pipe making goes way deeper than the pipe and giving people a little window into what shaped people that do this is, is really well, yeah. powerful. Yeah. So. And we're all like, uh, mostly all here and we're mostly not that old. I mean, yeah. we're getting old, like in pipe in pipe years, <laughs> pipe I'm, years. I'm a fucking old fart. Dude, <laughs> I know. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, <laughs> shit, dude. I'm just starting to feel that uh, yeah, more I'm, and more lately. Yeah, Which I'm, I'm welcoming too, because yeah, um, yeah, I know how to make spoons. I know how to make one hitters. I know how to make bubblers. Yeah, I know how to make all these things. You know, it's like I'm an old man. Yeah, dude. I just you know. But hey, it's good. It's a good point to get to. I'm still it, here, though, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Lucan had to leave, but he's probably gonna do the outro. Um, we really appreciate it, and uh, we'll we'll do this again sometime, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Smoke weed. Good. So that was episode number four featuring Snick. And uh, we wanted to all thank you for tuning in to Torch Time again, hopefully, if this is not your first time anyway. And uh, we hope that you'll tune in again for our next episode, which features Serto, episode five. Um, we at Torch Time are definitely trying to, like, you know, interview as many people as possible and. Of course, we want to hit those top names and uh, veterans in the industry, but we also enjoy the opportunity to interview a youngster and an up-and-comer sometimes, and so Serto definitely falls into that category. If you haven't heard of him, watch out, and uh, if you want to know more, tune in to the next Torch Time podcast to hear more about Serto. Thanks a lot.